You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 769. Legion of Superheroes, number 71, Heaven and Hell. And welcome to episode 769, Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am, damn, just busy, boy. Just busy. Um, I had a busy weekend of uh, of gigs that I was playing, and it was a, a couple of great nights uh, out at uh, out at Gabby's at uh, Bloor and Royal York, and then at McGuire's uh, Irish Pub in Brampton last night. And uh, good shows, good people out there. And uh, and then today got up early-ish, uh, considering how late I got back. And uh, Jan and I went for a went for a walk, got some uh, some coffee and tea, and uh, and sat next to a little waterfall in our nearby park. And uh, and we came up with a plan for the day while we were there, among other things. Is that a know. little coffee, tea, and me? Yeah, basically, yeah, and uh, and so we uh, we we uh, we we kind of made our plan for the day, and for the most part, we stuck to it. And um, but then added stuff. So you know, we got back, and I was cleaning up the room downstairs, which means basically sorting through. Uh, in this case, I was sorting through a bunch of DVDs um, while I had uh, the Rockford Files on, which was awesome, and. Um, then well, uh, was that the rock the rockfish files was that yes rock, yes the rockfish files okay right at least it's not like sorting comic books where you have this urge to stop and read them every so often it's not like you can stop and watch a movie every so often well it's funny you should say that because i did about an hour or so of that and yeah that was a disaster. Um, but then I had to take Ella out to get her a new bike because we're going camping in a couple of weeks and uh, we want to make sure we've all got bikes. She's outgrown hers. So we've kind of passed that down to Sarah. And so we got her a new one and then, um, you know, just errands to run. And then all of a sudden it's like seven 30. <laughs> it's like, where did the day go? Um, so uh, yeah. So, uh, so just, just a, a busy, busy weekend, lots of uh, places to be, lots of things to do, but got a lot accomplished. And so I feel pretty good about the weekend and even managed to wangle a few little patches of rest in there. <laughs> so that's what's happening way up north here. Travis, what's happening way down south there? Hey, everybody, this is Travis Ellisor. And by special request from Paul, I am yes. Beignet Smashburger Lad. Oh, yes. See, we, we when we went for our walk yesterday, we stopped off at a place for a snack. And uh, and that's when your message came through. And so while we were like, we were ordering nachos, Jan and I were talking about your beignets. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so so for those who don't know, a Smashburger is created when you're cooking a burger, you take the take your meat, put it on your not a grill, not a grill, uh, unless it's a flat griddle, flat metal. Yeah, they call it a flat top um, grill sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it can be a pan. There's different ways you could do it, but the main thing is you mm -hmm. have to smash it by on the top. You can use a spatula. You can use a uh, 
cast iron press. You could, yeah. Uh, basically anything flat that can stand the heat and push it down, and you make it more of a uh, thin, spread out burger. And a lot of times, this makes it a little crispy on the top. Yes. Well, I imagine yep. it makes it all well done. Uh. Yeah. yeah, you're not gonna really have a raw smash burger unless you really <laughs> messed it up. That's yeah, but, but crispy well. is crispy is kind of the uh, the key here. Tr- yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, totally. So anyway, uh, I was looking at a place uh, fairly new here in my town of Mobile, and they had one that was a little different. By the way, uh, the place originally started as a beignet store or, I don't know, breakfast destination called Mobe Beignet Company, but they decided to open a spinoff store, the Baytown Burger Company. And they had to have a little crossover, so they came up with the Beignet Smash Burger. Wait, don't tell me. One of the guys was walking along with his beignet, (laughs) and the other guy was walking along with his Smash Burger, and they bumped into each other, and he said, hey, Hey. you got some of your beignet on my my Smash Smash Burger. Burger. You got some of your Smash Burger in my beignet. (laughs) The two great tastes that go Um, great together. (laughs) The the, the Northerner has a question. Yes. What's a beignet? I live in Chicago. Isn't it the thing that shoots water at your butt? I thought so. That's a bidet. Oh. Slightly, slightly different. Wait, Um, wait, wait. I thought bidet was that was that city over in the in the United Arab Emirates that that was Dubai. Dubai. We're so mixed up. Wait, I thought that's what you say when you're leaving somewhere. There are so many types of beignets, but indeed, this comes out of they, they came out of Louisiana originally, did they not? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. The, yes, in the uh, in the Cajun French area. <laughs> um, apparently, or did they come originally from France? I am. It's from, entirely from awesome. France. From France through New Orleans. France. Let's see. We you know what? I just France. googled it. I just googled it and said beignets are thought to have migrated with French settlers. No, okay. Ah, there is some debate. Oh, wow. Hey, maybe they maybe they were actually from Ramulac. Mm, That they can say France. We come from France. (laughs) Consume mass quantities. (laughs) Anyway, they are they are a deep fried pastry that are covered in powdered sugar. They are delicious. There are many ways to make those. It's uh, just fried dough. Oh, yeah. But, I was going like to say, a, we call... Yeah. Wait, we call that a donut here. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of. I mean, fried it's dough is slightly but, different. But, but beignets are I often know. done with, with some savory stuff as well. Like, I know a place around here that does, uh, like, short rib uh, beignets. You, and, you can do whatever you well, want. Oh, you can, yeah, you can wrap, you can uh, dip meat in that stuff, and uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, whatever you want. Yeah, and uh, well, but, can, but I gotta you say, can do they, that with the, donuts. The short rib beignets. Oh God, they were a favorite. You can do that with donuts. Fucking, Haven't you ever heard of the Krispy Kreme burger? The Krispy Kreme burger. Oh, you know that's a hamburger with I, I, instead of a bun, it's Krispy Kremes. Yeah, there are donut uh, breakfast sandwiches around here at different places, but uh, yeah. Krispy Kreme is like the least of the donuts. Well, the, yeah. the thing about Krispy <laughs> yeah. Kremes is that they're all glazed. 
all of them. Yes. And I'm not sure if I'd enjoy glaze with my burger. Uh, no, no, I, I have not all. Like I had yeah. the uh the glazed jelly donut with the uh pulled pork and barbecue sauce uh made the sandwich out of that and that it's, was fantastic it, yeah. sweet it, it's and savory that together blend of sweet and savory right like yeah. it's it's finding yeah. that balance and 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 yours like I saw it had the the powdered sugar on it and and that that for me is generally like uh I'm not in uh but no. um, but the rest of it I it, I love. No, the sugar worked because I mean, it's and it's a, it was a cheeseburger. It was yeah. the, the meat and the cheese. Now, cheese no, cheese no condiments, yeah. anything like that. And uh, but the yet again, I like sweet and savory together. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that is that is definitely your thing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, for I like, sure. I like the combination. Nice. It, anyway, that was me this weekend. Over to you, Michael. Uh, hey everybody, Michael Grabois here, and. Uh, this weekend, I am Lazarus Lad um, because there is an interesting show that I found on TV called The Lazarus Project, which uh, ran last year in England on their TV stations. And it's just imported to the US this year on TNT. Uh, it's on free cable or satellite or whatever. And if you've got, um, uh, uh, streaming, then you can probably find it somewhere. But basically, it's a it's an eight episode science fiction series. Mm -hmm. Until you know it was uh, made by the B B B made for British Television. What what was that? I said that's how you know it was made for British Television. Oh, it's only got eight episodes. <laughs> yes, well, because they, well, they they trim the fat. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of and and streaming has uh, has picked up that model too you'll get uh, a, totally an eight ep eight episodes of andor or, or 12 episodes or something don't, like that. don't you poke holes in my generalized right. statement how dare you <laughs> Any, anyway Ooh, um, the sweeping generalizations how dare he how dare he sweep them so this uh without giving anything away it is a uh, it's a story about this guy who wakes up on july 1st and goes about his life and lives his life. And then uh, the world is destroyed um, by nuclear war, like, you know, like it does. Yeah. And then he wakes up on July 1st again with the knowledge of everything that had happened since the last July 1st. And he finds that um, uh, after going through this several times, mm -hmm. um, he is contacted by a shadowy cabal of government agencies known as the Lazarus Project. Um, and they tell him basically he is a mutant uh, who has the power to remember what happens when the world is reset. And the Lazarus Project is made up of people who remember what happens and um uh you know when the world is reset and they are responsible for resetting the world and it is a real interesting show uh i think this week is or tonight is episode five but you can probably find it online and i don't want to give anything else away because it's got some like really that. neat it's yeah. got some really neat twists and turns and and it's seems to be internally consistent 
Um, they do hand wave the science away. Uh, at one point, they said, if you, don't if you don't understand quantum physics, then then there's no point in me explaining it to you. And so that's how they get away with not telling you how it works. Just it's it's a conceit of the show that this is what happens and this is how it works and and just go along with it. So it's uh, it's a bunch of British actors, uh, none of whom I'm familiar with. Um, but if you're a Doctor Who fan, one of the the actresses was in the Sarah Jane Chronicles. Um, I don't know what role she played because I don't watch Doctor Who, but um, uh, it's an interesting show so far, and I recommend it if you're interested in science fiction and time travel and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm seeing it on uh, on Showcase up here, and uh, we've got I think we've got the whole series, the whole season. Um, and I, I've been wondering about this, so I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I, got, I definitely got to check this out. I, I saw some previews for it, and they talked about time travel, and I'm like, okay, I'm hooked. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you in. already. Yeah. Count me in. And then so I watched the first episode, and it was enough to hook me in and bring me back for the rest of the series. Very cool. And apparently they are uh, – so it, it – was filmed in 2021 and aired in 2022 over at the UK and they are now filming season two. Nice. Well, that so sounds awesome. Check it out if you like time travel stories. I do. Even though it all takes place in the present, <laughs> present-ish, present it's not like, you know, getting in a time bubble and going a thousand years in the future which you know that would be like an interesting premise for a oh, for a movie or like a that. comic book or something yeah or both or both yeah i'm Just... still in shock that you don't watch doctor who not enough time and then too much time has oh. passed and and i don't it, it, feel like you've got that you've got that whole like i can't start because there's too much yeah it's like it's uh you know how many doctors do do I have to go back until it's you know it's like a soap opera. You know, do 42. I go back to the do I go back to the fourth doctor? Do I go back to the sixth doctor? The eighth doctor? You know, at, at what yeah, point do yeah. I pick up? And and, then, and and it's hard it's hard to get a lot of the stuff in between. Like it's not it's not easy. Um, yeah. I mean, it's easier if you just like decide, okay, start with Eccleston and um, and, and yeah. work your way up from there. Um, you know, because they'll call back stuff, but for the most part, they they assumed that a lot of people weren't familiar, so they um, they they kind of provided explanations in there. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, going going back. Uh, I'd say going back before the the uh, the sort of the 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 two thousand reboot is is tough unless you have nostalgia for it like like I do because I grew up watching Tom Baker and uh, and before that John Pertwee but I didn't watch any of the ones after that and I feel no, I feel no compulsion to uh, to to dig that stuff up. Um, I, me either. I, that, that, that said, yeah. that said, I've tried and and I and I mean I. 
have some stuff and I, I, I you know, uh, I, I, I haven't, I haven't got there yet. Like, I mean, there's, there's a lot that I have watched, but there's way more that I haven't. I love yeah, Doctor Perch, Who top to bottom. And, and Perch, my, the, the reason that I'm not getting into it is because um, I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of person who would want to go back and yes. watch all of it. I can't imagine. I, I, I can have, imagine and that some of it you yeah. can't. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, some that's of it impossible. you can't watch because it's yeah, it doesn't so, exist. So much of it's gone. Yeah, but you you can hear I, it. You can listen. I started with um, uh, I started with Pertwee. Yeah, and it, it was, was my grandfather's Pert- favorite. Yeah, Pertwee and and Tom Baker. The those were the ones, especially Pertwee was was uh, playing when I was in uh, when I was in college uh, through the PBS station that we got yeah in Kirksville and then once we got to um once I was going to college in Peoria um they had they had mostly they they'd already gone into Tom Baker and I actually started with Tom Baker with the key of time mhm that that whole that whole season yeah we've got the we've got one the of my DVD favorites out of that yeah, my, uh, Michael, I, I I totally get you. Like this, this is what makes it difficult. As a, um, I I think it makes it difficult for TV in general as a as a comic collector. Like we're so used to, like, yeah, I I need the whole series. No, I've never and had I, that problem. I, I, Doctor I can, Who. No, but hang on, hang on. Uh, what I mean, what I mean is, like, like for me, if I miss the first couple of episodes of a TV series, it's it's dead to me. I'm not gonna go searching for it. Um, it, it is just um. You Doctor know, Who is one of the most episodic, easily accessible shows ever made. It's one of those things that where where when you come across the villains the first time, they explain them. And I mean, I was what? Um, oh, God, I was I was a kid, a little kid when uh, when Baker started. And it was kind of like I remember my mom saying, oh, my dad used to watch this. And she says and then it was this and that. And, you know, and so. Um, it wasn't that hard to get into, but for a lot of us, it is that, you know, yes, it is episodic. It is accessible, but it is also like, but there's all this other stuff before it. How can I not have watched that? Like, I can't start at issue eight and never get issues one through seven. It's madness. I can't can't start at the 14th doctor. I mean, what about all the other thirteen? I, I need to know about that. Uh, I don't know. It's a you thing. ever heard of that? Ever heard of that Legion of Superheroes comic book? I hear it's pretty complicated. Yes, and he started at the beginning. <laughs> Wait, what's I that Legion? In, I started in 1975, and I was able to collect all the back issues, but it took me years to yeah. to do that. Yeah, and it's been hard not to read those books for so long. And basically yeah. you know i am caught up on yeah that. yeah yeah um i i i have not read x-men since in probably since probably like 1997 98 i have no idea what's going on yeah um, x-men isn't and, doctor who x-men's an entirely different beast well i'm, I'm using a comic book yeah. example I, I, yeah yeah, yeah. But, no no, no. and it's, it's a wait. good comic book example because it's the one that often gets held up against the legion right like like this is, is it, it, this was darren's thing he's like when people complain about not being able to understand the legion it's like but you read x-men wait a book beast with is more back than one, in x-men 
a book with more than one title. X-Men. And see, I didn't, I didn't even read like the, the Grant Morrison stuff yeah. or, yeah. you know, a, astonishing. I have no idea what's going on with. I, I understand Ecola. it has changed so much since Phoenix died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Which is when and, and I, so, around when I stopped. So that's, that's part of the reason why I stopped reading comics altogether is yeah. because yeah. I was buying them and not reading them because I had all these back issues yeah. and I couldn't read the new issues because I hadn't read the back issues. And then it got to the point where like I'm buying for, uh, I've been buying for five years and I haven't read a single one of them because I'm waiting for the time to be able to go back and, yeah. and read everything from starting with, you know, electric blue Superman. Uh -huh. Um, which oh, you're is, really you've got a ways to yeah, go exactly yeah Oof. yeah yeah no that, but, but that's it and, and 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 but the thing is 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 if that affects your enjoyment of it then of course like like you you can't keep like it's not sustainable because because not being able to read that stuff will you know because i haven't read the stuff before it makes it less enjoyable then it, it's not fun anymore which is you know why it's not lying. I understand that. No, that makes total sense to me, Michael. I, I get you. It, you know, it, somebody it, ought to do similar. a podcast about about these Legion books. Exactly. You know? Wait, what? Um, yeah, no, that that that's. Uh, I mean, that was uh, a large part of what stopped me from uh, uh, from buying uh, for a while. And and I have a, as I say, a modest um pull list and i've only got a few sort of ongoing series but i'm even finding a couple of those on the chopping block purely because it's like uh, you know we're five issues into superman i still haven't read it um and uh i i intend, oh, i've I got fully intense i've got two i've got two years but of action comics to catch up on so i totally I, I feel only, you i'm i'm still I, working on getting through uh the 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 uh <laughs> The run of Demon Knights from the New Fifty Two. So. Oh, that was good. <laughs> it was good. I uh, I know I've that read, that one's worth catching up. I've on. read five or six issues of it. Um, I don't know that I have that many more to go, sadly, but it is excellent. But but this is what I'm saying is like like life just got too busy and yeah. I fell behind, and then the you know the hurrieder you go, the behinder you get, and. Um, which is really a leitmotif for me uh, these days. So anyway, <laughs> I, I only got one last thing to say about this topic. And it's this, if I waited to start at the beginning of everything I ever started, then I wouldn't enjoy 90% of the things I enjoy. Oh, there is no, there is, there yeah. is no, there is no experience quite like reading where something is currently concurrently with where it started. And reading them both at the same time. Often oh, you notice yep. parallels you don't necessarily notice doing oh, it. Oh, that's one interesting. Way. Yeah. 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 Did you well, start? Uh, did you? And I, and I, and I asked this of you specifically, Jim, is, is, did you start Dragon right at the beginning? I started Savage Dragon at issue 91. Excellent. Wow. See, so that's, uh, and, and, and so you were reading the current along with the back. Yeah, exactly. And I went back That's and awesome. found all the early issues and I was reading 91 as it came out monthly and I was catching up as often as I could buy another trade paperback to fill in the gaps. 
And then you hit the spot where there are no trade paperbacks. And I actually didn't read those issues for almost uh, 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Until they came out in the, the, the archives, black and white. Yeah, I, I which, I've started, which I started reading last summer, yeah. And you started reading The Legion with, what, five years later? I started with Three Boot, and after I read Three Boot, I read uh, oh, Great Boot. Darkness, and then uh, Legion Lost Reboot. I go everywhere. I go where the wind takes me. <laughs> uh, hey, you or know, whatever, I kind of like or, that with some or, TV or series. Whatever I, trade paperback landed that month. And I land somewhere between uh, between you and Michael on this. And and uh, uh, I find the middle is a, is a difficult place. <laughs> I do that with TV. So I, my, my thing is like Stargate SG-1, for example. Oh, yeah. I actually started with the second to last season. And I've never gone back. I, I've never had good show. Going I, yeah, yeah, I watch Bob's, I, I, I watch I, Bob's I, Burgers. I love Bob's Burgers, but I will not go back and watch the first like six seasons that I never saw. So with, yeah. even though they're available, I'm just kind of like, meh. Not Star continuity Gate heavy, I I suspect though. Yeah, I well, avoided I, Stargate will, uh... for, I avoided Stargate for years because I thought it was kind of cheesy. Then I caught the season finale of season seven, and I thought it was the mm-hmm. coolest thing ever. And then I went back and watched the whole thing. <laughs> so I will uh, at this point. I will uh, let the wind oh, right. take me where take me where I want to go out of the uh, Doctor Who cast. <laughs> so take a drink. Take a drink. Take a drink. And uh, and I will uh, uh, hand it over to you, Jim. Hey everyone, I'm Jim Purcell because we've had a fun discussion already. I'll keep this brief. This week I am sleep apnea lad because I now have a machine I have to breathe with while I sleep. Oh, oh got I got one of those. You got the Darth time. Vader machine. And, uh, I've had I, one of those uh, for 25 years. I can't yeah. sleep uh, on my back, so it's becoming a challenge. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. do you have to sleep on your back with these things? Uh, well, they're, your back they're or your side. Made, they're better for that it's just because all that you can't really sleep on your stomach with them yeah it's a challenge yeah that's my problem yeah i'm getting used to it though getting closer to hitting that four hour mark oh because uh a couple nights i've woken up and i've already removed it and put it on my bed stand and i have no memory of doing so so that's weird wow yeah yeah so anyway that's me sleep is important sleep is uh, important I stopped breathing 50 times an hour. That's not times. No, that's not good. No, none of that, James. No. None of that, sir. No. All right. When they did my sleep study, I was uh, my first sleep study ever. They no, they don't normally put a, you know, put a mask on you or anything. They had to put a mask on me because I, I quit breathing so many times. Like within <laughs> two hours of falling asleep, they were waking me up to put a mask on me. Wow. I was, it was that bad. Yeah. I think if, if I hadn't done a home study, I probably would have done the same with me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pass on the intro, Jim. Pass on the intro. Yes, uh, that's it for me. Over to you. Who's on this call? Let's see here. Al and Alan. Thank you. Th- th- yes. That's his yes. that's his Kryptonian name, Al and that's right. Because <laughs> this I, I am. You know, I, I am not a Paul Simon song. You may not call me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, see, now I want to. I want to hear that cool backwards slap bass solo. Do 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 do. We're gonna get sued. Okay. Up. Uh, no. No. I stopped there. All right. <laughs>
My name is Alan Williams, and I am a comic collector. Oh, wait, no, no, that's the wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong meeting. Um, this week, this week I am, I need a vacation from my vacation lad. Mm. So this past week, I was on vacation. You couldn't tell, though. Um, well, except for the fact that I wasn't logged into my work computer. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, over this past weekend, let's see. Uh, over this past week, we put down the first set of carpet tiles because that's our experiment as we're seeing if we were seeing how, how much we like those over the, over the hardwood floors because the hardwood floors creak like an MFR. Um, <laughs> we... We were up until 5.30 in the morning uh, doing, uh, finally putting away two years worth of comic books uh, in, our, in our comic bins because we hadn't done that. We, got, we did all the don- running these donations, and then we did, uh, and then, like, then I, I, I had a... I, I had one of those medical procedures that you get uh, after you turn 50 um, on Wednesday. Yep. Up the poop. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But I'm good. I am good. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was a brave boy on that one. I didn't even get anesthetized. I said, can we do this without anesthetic? And I did it. Damn. I am a brave man. Of course, that's because, you know, when the doctor said, are you sure about this? I looked at him. I said, "I've had bigger." <laughs> and, and I, you know, ironically, I have had bigger, but not longer. I would hope Ooh. not. <laughs> I would hope not too. But that's. But the and the best part of it was, he had me on. He he had me on my side, obviously, to do this. But the but the screen was right in front of me. I was watching him do everything. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. Could... So obviously after two days of, uh, of like not getting to eat, uh, that was a nice big trip. Uh, at least in the Chicago area, Red Lobster currently has a $20 all-you-can-eat shrimp. And I'll tell you <laughs> what, that, that, that was all. I, 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 it was one of those, um, you know, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. We're out. You just ate the last of the shrimp. We have no more for the next two weeks. Sort of. <laughs> you thing, really you know. did eat all you could eat. <laughs> yes, and yes, all you can eat. Well, that's a, this is all you can eat, right? Yes, yes. But here, that's all you can eat. That is it. Um, I don't think so. And then, of course, and then Thursday, I was recording a podcast. We don't yes, know anything about I that. Something about that. Yeah. Yes, and then. And then, like, it's like, oh my god, can I get a, can I get a fucking break? I've read virtually none of the book I wanted to read, which uh-huh. is, by the way, Crack Hours from uh, Siegfried Crack Hours from Caligari to Hitler, a psychological history of the German film. A little light reading, um, which it turns out I also did reference in my paper on Metropolis. By the way, Paul. There you go. There you go. That's right. So now I need a vacation from my vacation. Yes, you do. Uh, Yes, I do. Um, Back to it tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's going to actually be a cakewalk compared to all the crap we got done over over the past few days. So there you go. Yeah, it's a win. It's a win. Yes. So I am looking forward to 
to this issue of Legion of Superheroes and just relaxing with a read. Nice. Very nice. Well, uh, and with that, uh, I have the question, is there any Legion news? No. I hear super cricket sounds. All right. Um, in in Legion news, I do have uh, the fact that I am getting rid of my two uh, volume, uh, my two DVD volumes of uh, of the series uh, of the cartoon <gasps> series because I, of course, got the full collection. Uh, so I will uh, take those in so that someone else can uh, see them in the beat goes on and purchase them for their own viewing pleasure um the beat goes on is that like the it's a it's a secondhand uh dvd cd store yeah yeah we got a place like like that called disc replay there you go there you go so is it the is it the first two discs from season one it's uh volumes two and three actually i never was able to find volume one um so 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 they they did uh for season one they released it in three volumes with uh, four, four, right. and five episodes, or yeah. five, four, and four. Um, and then later on, they had the complete first season. And then just like last year, they finally came out with the complete second season in addition to the complete series on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. so I got the yeah. complete series Blu-ray, so I'm, I'm good. And... Um, <laughs> the uh and so i figure those volumes uh you know that's that's three discs like like that's three spots on on the dvd shelf which i really cannot afford to uh fill and uh and so, uh, so you turned the down one, the volume i did it will but um bum uh and um and so anyway uh so i'm gonna get rid of those and uh but i have the uh the original the complete series and uh so so that's a good thing and it's also in a spot that has reminded me that i i want to watch it again so um all right well with uh legion news done let's uh move into uh this issue and alan i believe you are going to take us through this one you got it I've, you lead I've off we'll, been warming we'll up and brushing off. That's right. I, I've been brushing up on my uh, oral interpretation skills too, just for this today. My dramatic readings. No, no, no. That, 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 that's not the. That's oral performance skills, not oral interpretation. There's a difference. Yeah. Ooh, hey. That's right. Hey now. And so, Legion of Superheroes, Series Four, Number Seventy One. From let's see what when was this? This was just oh come on, where's that? Michael, do you have there context for the on the on sale? Uh, here it is. It was from June 1995. The on, yeah, the on sale on... date was June fifteenth, nineteen ninety five, which makes it um what was that? August ninety five, I think. The cover is a little hard to read from. On my copy, nineteen ninety-five. Yep. Oof. So yeah. Gonna, so so we're we're just... talking just over. Uh, well, I don't want to do the math. No. Don't, um. Don't, just over twenty-eight years. Just over twenty-eight years. Yep. Yeah. Oh, damn. See, that's why I didn't want to do the math. All right. And we begin with a cover penciled by Alan Davis, inked by Mark Farmer, 
Colors by Tom McCraw, which he confirmed in the year 2006, it looks like. Mm -hmm. uh, and the editor was Curtis King Jr. Yeah, so he was the, um, the it's interesting. There was, um, oh God, I, someone posted a, a picture recently. Um, it might have been, it was it was one of the other uh, production guys. It was Mark Chiarello, actually. And um, and so, yeah, Mark Chiarello had, had you know, posted this picture of uh, a bunch of the guys and and Curtis was among them. Of course, he was the cover editor at the time and uh, was was the guy who and I love that they acknowledged him in these um, along with, you, you know, it, it, it took a long time to get, uh, you know, colorists and whatnot. Um, recognized but they seemed to do that more on the covers at least at this time and maybe part of that was because the colorist was one of the writers on the book and he's like hey <laughs> you know there's a lot of people that involved makes sense in this, right yeah so, that makes yeah. sense i mean then again i was actually kind of impressed that you know you've you've got a cut they actually mentioned who the cover editor is you know i'm like curtis king what? well you know because like back in like you know there were there were the days where ed hannigan was like the guy in charge of that stuff and, oh, true and um and so he did a lot of them but he was also the guy who had gil kane do a lot and um you know in that in that sort of mid 80s uh, time frame, uh, you know, early to mid, I guess. And um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's great to see that that recognition happening. And and you see it more often now with uh, with colorists, because especially with the way the art is done these days, the color artist is a really important part of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, and there and the recognition wasn't there. In, in fact, you know, they were always like the last person to get the book. And <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's like, oh, OK, this book is late. Great. All right. Mm -hmm. Page one. <laughs> yeah, well, the colorist, too. I mean, when I used to teach um, uh, when I used to teach and I would teach a comic book pro uh, project, I yeah. I always mentioned that color was was an integral part. Like multi yeah. uh, when I was teaching it as a teaching it as a multimodal text. You know, I, I said, it's not just the art. It's not just the lights and darks. It's, it's the actual colors within. Yeah. And makes a difference. I even, yeah. I even used, um, I even used a story out of, out of the great darkness saga for, uh, to show them. Which was, which was, um, that it was that one that was called of leaders and lovers. It was that backup story that, that, um, Giffen redrew, Right. Uh, yes. Yes. The, yes. The, the one that was originally Howard Bender. Yeah. Right. I actually would give them both. I, I scanned in both of them, both versions, and I do it. Uh, we would do a page by page comparison and say, well, okay, what was the, what's the artist wanted, wanted to do to draw your attention differently here? And, you know, what, what, how do you come away with a different interpretation of it? Oh, that's neat. Even though the words are the same. But you look at this with the, you know, and just the use of color, this this cover, mm -hmm. you know, you look at the faces of the Legionnaires at the top of the page, you know, where it is this, um, you know, obviously the Legionnaires are not giant figures watching this happen. Um, it's more of a figurative thing, more of a symbolic thing. Um, and uh, and that's delineated by showing the difference in color here. You know, so yeah. we go from sort of the real colors of the actual people on the ground 
and then you have these people watching them, but the color tells you that they're sort of in a different space from this, right? And it 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 draws it draws the eye differently. It you know it draws your eye to the plight of the people on the ground, and then you see that the legionnaires are watching them. And uh, and and yeah, I mean that's an integral part of of understanding the story and understanding how just you know how how these things come together. Anyway. Anyway, you just did a much better job of describing the cover than I could have. But um, <laughs> for any for anyone who still doesn't know what's going on with this cover, we see uh, the we see the superimposition of, of of four legionnaires looking down. Let's see. That's um, if I'm right. That's Spark, Chameleon, Cosmic Boy, and Appy. I think. <laughs> yes. No, I no think drink. that's Cosmic Boy. No drinks taken. Yeah, I think uh, so too. I think you see the the shoulder thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there are four very, very tiny, tiny silhouettes uh, up up in the corner, kind of underneath the the issue number, and they're just uh, they're raining down a what looks like a very destructive beam of energy, destroy um, wiping out a planet. So you've got a building being destroyed. You've got the you got people running for their lives, and those the, those of us who remember the who remember the previous continuity, and can even you know j- just take half a second and figure out oh we know what's going on but we don't we're not going to spoil it right here right let's let's let the story reveal it that's right that's right and as always the the Alan Davis Mark Farmer artwork is just spectacular oh my god these covers were so great i mean (laughs) oh yeah ridiculous what an embarrassment oh absolutely yeah all right so let's dive into this issue and on the so first page heaven and hell is the name of the story and we begin with this caption millport a vast artificial satellite that served as the shipping center for the United Planets member worlds until the supermen came. And what we see is a kind of slightly askew, makes you think of, um, makes me think at least of the old Batman series. The Dutch angles. We were in the supervillain, yes, <laughs> yes. The supervillain hideouts, the angle. Um, there are a whole bunch of of human humanoid looking human looking beings humanoids in black in black body suits with white triangles on the left breast of the suit and a few little a few little doodads here and there on them to indicate that they're wearing trans suits and complete with heads little ear pieces that look like something you would get these days um Actually, they look like the the little Bluetooth headsets from about from about like ten years ago. Yeah, so Maybe. so ten years beyond this. Once again, the Legion predicts the future. Yep. And on the under on the underside of the table that has no actual actual physical support. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Did Did you notice it? It's like the the table's being held up by anti grav. That's you know. so much easier to sweep. That's right. Your guides to the 30th century, Tom McCraw, Tom Pyre, and Mark Wade, writers, Lee Motor, penciler, 
Ron Boyd, inker. Pat Brousseau, letterer. Tom McCraw, colorist. Mike McAvenny, assistant editor. And Casey Carlson, evil Daxamite boss. <laughs> I don't know if that's who you want to be associated with, given what we're going to see. <laughs> that's right. But hey. Paul, I don't, Paul, I don't think you're taking into account the dust getting caught up at the anti-gravity field. And how oh, hard this is it is yeah, but it picks it up off the ground. So again, job done. Yeah, but how do you how do you vacuum from vacuum that? It's got to have the little. I don't even want to think about it. Again, it's don't need to. It's sucked it's up true. already. Yeah, that's true. Because if you put the ooh sucked up already, you don't. Hey now, hey now. Um, uh, but but honestly, who sits who sits under the table and looks at the anti gravity filter? I mean, come on, it's it's ridiculous. Just, your Imskin well, guess. Oh, Imskin guess. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I was being, uh, I was being, uh, not, I was not being inclusive. Clearly, baby validus. Baby validus. Well, you know. There we go. Hey, bug just got bit. All right. Yay. Yay. All right. So we have someone who looks. It's kind of weird because his got it got a headband on. Looks kind of like a. It's like a nasty version of Invisible Kid. Doesn't I he? could see that he could he could look yeah. like uh yeah like um yeah sort of uh, yeah I don't know Invisible okay. Kid if he got really pissed yeah. off and yeah yes pissed off and about ten years older in, yeah in in cell uh, he's in cell yes. um, Invisible Kid yeah that's it that's it he's in sellable kid. <laughs> all right he said this is why i hate politics we could still be out smashing the up to bloody pieces but no we have to hold a meeting and talk about it all the emphasis uh, all the emphasis is coming from the bold face uh, the, the bold type there uh let's see and then somebody who looks who looks kind of like a um he looks kind of like a cross between Superman and Cap and uh, Cap uh, Bernie Wrightson's Captain Stern. It says, "Leaders' orders, Jorn, or are you above all that?" And then one who and, and then a bald Daxamite who looks like looks has kind of like a Lex Luthor look goes, "Take it easy, friend." Yeah. And then a uh, a blonde one. And so we're on page two, and the very the very first panel. We get, we see an arm and some floating blood. So that's 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 uh, kind of a given. You know, something's bad happened. And this and a blonde white triangle member says, "No, we won't take it easy. The white triangle doesn't revolve around your little elite action cadre. What were you doing that was so important?" And the same. Jorn, the same guy, it says, just destroying Stargates, the very thing that holds the UP together. What were you doing? Next panel, uh, the blonde white triangle member smashes the table. Oh, that poor anti-grab generator. Stargates are nothing. We've got a bigger problem. And then a white triangle member with um, with a hairline that rece that's receded even farther than mine uh, and white hair says, "Oh, come on! It can't be anything we can't fix." Now, as next to next to that particular white triangle member, we see a dead horse, a humanoid horse-like figure, and 
this is probably the the this is probably the post zero hour version of or however you pronounce that. There we go. Yes, from but that's right. But but also don't forget there were a lot of uh um members of that species on Nullport. So it might not be him specifically. yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't want to be racist. We don't want to be racist about it. That's right. Oh, oh what? All all null pork guys racist? look the same. Speciesist. Speciesist. Um, um uh, xeno, xeno, xenophobia, xenophobia. I guess is the thing. There we yeah. Go. yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. We this may or may not be a bold new take on herneth. Take a drink. Um, that's right. <laughs> yeah, bold new, bold new direction. That's right. And then next panel is someone who someone who let's see, this white triangle member looks kind of like a pissed off uh Tinya at about ten years older. Almost looks kind of like like uh Winema Wazo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh maybe, that's it. Oh that's interesting. That's it. Or yeah. maybe Wait, can you maybe imagine? Ten, ooh, maybe Tinya Wazo? But she says, don't be so bloody. Don't be so bloody sure. The leader tells us the UP is close to admitting a secret world that will render their union invincible. These gene trash possess great power. Uh, Jorn interrupts, as do we Daxamite. And she, and she continues in the, uh, in the next panel, the, the Wanema Wazo lookalike. So yeah. it's greater than ours. And then Jorn says, it's obviously Jorn saying, and ours will soon be greater, or so the leader promises. Mm. Next page, another another external view of Nullport, but you can see you, you, we're looking into what appears to be the window of a cafeteria, and there's what, and we see some uh, a long shot of bodies floating. <laughs> they have killed and them it says, all. Yes, and it says, "Be that as it may, we've been ordered to deal with this world before it becomes an obstacle." And the I'm guessing that the green, the green ones are Jorn. The blue captions are probably Winema, the Winema Wazo lookalike, and then there's a third pink caption. I have no idea who that is, but as we go, he describes a method similar to the one we employed to reserve this conference room but on a planetary scale so we're on the second panel of that page and the second panel you see all these dead bodies of different different species floating with gobbets of blood this is very this is very star trek six and the klingon blood yeah yeah that, that was floating in there um Hey, that's this. This was about at the same time too. Star Trek Six was out uh, in 1992, 93, somewhere in there. So this isn't that long past it. <clears throat> Next panel, more uh, a little more close up of 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 uh, the arm of one of the of one of the corpses and the face and uh, and hand of another corpse with some green and some sort of magenta blood floating there, and we see. The a pink caption says, "Then leave it to us." The Winema Wazo caption: "No, this is not a job for your four men cadre." Jorn, 
Okay, so that was Jorn. So I don't know who. Never mind. It requires our <laughs> combined might. And whoever the green one is says, "So let's stop talking." And then the next panel, in the next panel, there that we see that the white triangle Daxamites flying away, saying, "And get the job done." And just to be clear, this is not actually Winemalazo. It's just somebody right. who. It's somebody who, who looks, looks like, like Winemalazo. And is unnamed, so that's why I just kept saying that. Yes. We're not saying yes, that all Wenathians look alike. We're not being speciesist again. Yes. No. There's been a lot of that. Oh, look, it's <laughs> uh, just another Daxamite. All Daxamites look alike. Oh, I mean, wait. <laughs> Be it silly. And... So... No, that's not the same. Next panel. See, or next page. Scene change. From the personal journal of kinetics, and so we see a little, uh, a little starship flying. Um, it looks like it's going at warp speeds because it's got the, the streaky star lines. But we know that they don't really use warp speed in this version. They use stargates. Because they to use stargates so just, exactly. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't get it because it's like you know, stargates aren't they, aren't they round with those big stone dials? Never mind. Well, I guess the question uh, is, aren't they just a way of warping? Uh, uh, very true. Because as it turns out from the description, from what it says here, here is journals, here's Kinetics' journal. Journals, Kinetics? Um, here's Kinetics' journal. Watching streaks flash by in the no space between stargates, you can kid yourself into believing that no one else exists. It's weird, but that feeling cuts the loneliness because it amplifies the memory of everyone you know. I hope Violet's okay. I hope Andromeda doesn't kill her. I hope Emra's recovering. And then there's Leviathan. But he's acting like nothing's wrong. I should have confronted him. Should have said goodbye. I don't need this guilt. And this is a... Uh, we've moved to inside the ship... Um, and we're looking down at kinetics, looking down at at her star at her control panel, and I notice that her control panel includes a steering wheel type thing, like yes. a standard, like they use in airplanes right now, yeah. like a yeah uh, flight yoke. Right, a fl that's it. Wait, well, I guess the yoke's on me. Um, <laughs> so. Next panel, it's a it's an even more close up of of Kinetics's face. She's got her eyes closed. She seems pensive. I wouldn't even say contemplative. She's pensive there, and she's and so her journal continues. I've got enough on my mind, like airing through a patch of space that shouldn't exist, searching for a magical artifact, any magical artifact that can restore my power or give me a new one, and then. An alarm sounds. Barbie, Barbie. And she says, and she, next panel, she pops, she pops up, her eyes open wide. She says, Computer, what's up? Target Stargate does not exist. Don't tell me I've screwed up that no programmer error log. Target Stargate has vanished. So we go to the next page, and she's, and so she's looking at her, 
we've got a it's an over the shoulder view of her control panel which it looks very very star trek the next generation because that was the thing that was the thing yeah <laughs> that was the thing so i have to exit through a different stargate but that would take me that would take me light years off the negative parameters of stargate travel do not allow user to alter destination then what are my options calculating Bleep. present options none oh right what i think it's is the whole yeah yeah and what i think is really cute there is that for all of these next generation looking things you have what appears to be a standard voice waveform to indicate where the where the uh computer's voice is coming from apparently and so then uh the next panel she's bracing herself and she says grife 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 computer if i gradually slow to a stop will i return to normal space theoretically however just do it and don't tell me my chances of survival request denied what this unit cannot conceal that which does not exist and in the final panel panels of the page we have a close-up on on her face and those big green eyes and of hers that looks so jean gray and then mm -hmm. she's got and then we see the ship still still rocketing through this non-space between stargates and ooh, well, well nothing bad ever happened to jean gray piloting a starship did it no 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 I, never I oh okay and and sure. I mean the the don't tell me my chances of survival thing are always is always a, a great line too. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, didn't start the X Men until Phalanx Covenant in the nineties, so I, I never read that. Phalanx. Oh my god. Well, oh my god. <laughs> that made me feel so old right there. <laughs> it was the uh, but but yeah that was the um, was it don't ever tell me. Never the tell odds. me the odds. Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah. You know, this is the Han Solo it thing. Sounds familiar. So, so again, we have the Star Trek and the Star Wars blended in. Oh. Star Wars, Star Trek, and Gene Gray. Get the Damn. peanut we butter in my Jean chocolate. Gray. Yeah, yeah. That's it's right. Great taste to go great together. Yeah. Hey, you it's got a, your it's beignet a beignet smash burger. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. This is slavery. our beignet smash burger. Nice. All right. And so the next page, the scene shifts again. The planet Trom says the oh, no. uh, says the caption. Although it doesn't look like the inside of a compute. No, oh, no, wait, that's Tron, not yes. Trom. Yes. Sorry, no, no Sorry. light cycles here. Yeah, no light cycles. Yeah. So we see the the we see a little personal ship parked with uh, R.J. Brand getting out. And looking and talking to some guy who, interestingly enough, has a very familiar shade of pink T-shirt with a white kind of yes, the, the abdominal yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. Um, and R.J. Brandt says, "Tarnera, my friend, you're looking as fit as ever." And Tarnera says, "And you, R.J. Brand, are plump as ever. Do Damn. you off-worlders ever tire of gorging yourselves?" He's a, and as they, they embrace in a friendly hug, he says, by damn tarn, remind me to teach you diplomacy. Not that you'll ever need it here in paradise. Uh, tarn says, tarn says, we need nothing here. What could possibly and go wrong? That's, 
that's right. And yeah. RJ says, as you never tire of demonstrating, I detect a slight tremor in your speech. If I have somehow offended, let me honor you with what do you call it? And he's trans he's changing part of the walkway uh down from what appears to be either his house or a village. Uh and it turns into as a as RJ says, gold, pure gold. Maybe you do have the hang of diplomacy. <laughs> Follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> That's right. Says, but I have, and then on the next, uh, we proceed to the next page. But I have failed to lighten your mood. Would you like some diamonds? I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's just offer them. Let's just offer up some diamonds there. As they're walking along, yes, as they're walking, they're following the yellow brick road. And he goes, what? No. It's not my mood, Tarn. I'm here about a problem. A big one. A Stargate mysteriously stopped functioning. A freighter crew of 12 was killed. And as they're walking along this yellow... Uh, as they're walking along the, the road to El Dorado, or the road of El Dorado, I'm mm. not sure what do you call it when it's gold, um, we, we see the teacher... Uh, we see a teacher with a, a class of four children and Showing what looks like a bizarre-looking color wheel of some kind, or a oh, card. I think I think they're just teaching a strange version of Trivial Pursuit. That's what it's got to be. Yeah, well, that clearly, why... it's like that's what this piece it, of pie yeah. means. That's what this one yep. means. Yeah, that that's why it's that's why it's a pie chart. Mm -hmm. There you go. Chart says, "Oh no!" And then on the next in the next panel, the students are performing transmutations on the pond. The water of the pond that they were sitting next to, and RJ says, "I flew to, I flew to the site myself to investigate, but the Sargate was gone, vanished without a trace. Now two more have vanished. But why?" says Tarn as they continue walking. They're still walking down the uh, walking down the the road to El Dorado. I suspect <laughs> someone is trying to tear the UP apart. Someone powerful. That's terrible is there anything trom can do not trom you come with me we have more uh, we have to, uh, next page we have to erect more stargates fast to show them we won't just roll over i need your skill to create the core element as they're what as they're walking past a, a couple uh carrying carrying some kind of big jug of something, which we will presume is what they do to take a drink. Uh, indeed. And he says, indeed. And he, Tarn says, I want, no, want nothing more than to be of use, Brand, but I can't leave Trom now. My people are depending on me to represent them at the teleconference. It took me many cycles to line up all of the UP delegates. I must keep this appointment. By damn, Tarn. Now this this is before the the retcon that makes him say by dammy. We should note that. Yeah. So that this is a this this is a bold new direction because he's not saying by dammy anymore. Oh, take a drink. By damn, Tarn. <laughs> there may not be a UP if we don't act fast. Brand, we will always be grateful to you for showing us the universe, for ending our hermetic existence. But you told us yourself that we must proceed with caution. That your UP can be a dangerous place for a species that can do this 
and he turns the boulder that they're walking next to you into a diamond. <laughs> Bran says, looks to me you can take care of yourselves. And now, and Tarn whispers, and that is exactly what I must do before I can assist the UP. Now, please, speak in whispers. We have arrived at the worship house. And the worship house, conveniently enough, has a bright sun shining down upon it. Hmm. No, no symbolism there, is there? No. No, never. And the next page, they are starting, uh, we see them walking into what almost looks like a seance or something very occult. Yeah. Um, and, and we we see them, and apparently this is done up in some kind of ritualistic chant, and they're all saying, for time brings not decay. Time brings not death. Time brings transmutation. Time's changes are holy. Time lifts us to the next state. Time makes us wait to know. And Tarn comes in, leans down, kisses a woman on, on the temple and says, you've changed well, Gara. And, and Gara says, Tarn. And RJ, what brings you? He's come to find himself another alchemist. And then he's over, uh, Tarn is over with a, a young boy who's got a convenient black shirt with it almost looks like a white equal sign on it it says you've changed well father your mate's too modest gara so this is gara is uh is jan's mother and okay. tarn's wife yeah and tarn's wife well, I, I hopefully it's tarn's wife i don't know uh, what however things work yeah. on Trom, i don't know but we get who else is adepted enough to spin the element that bears his name Jan says, I can make Tarnium. You, Jan? Well, that would solve. Uh, RJ stops as he as Tarn is giving him. A, well, if looks could kill, he'd be Cobalt by now. Yes. <laughs> and the scene changes again. We are now at Legion headquarters, Earth. And sitting around are, in order, Triad, Chameleon, Shrinking Violet, Apparition, and Invisible Kid. And Invisible Kid saying, and no matter how much the Legion ignores the White Triangle, we keep getting in deeper and deeper. Triad, they've attacked you and you, Apparition. And Vi, you say that Andromeda might be one of them. Lorne says, that's not even all of it, Lyle. I suspect and Cam says, uh, oh, he did. Invisible Kid says, you heard Chameleon places, everybody. And Triad's triplicating, Violet shrinking. Cam's turning into a pillow. Apparition is, is going mostly through the floor. Invisible Kid is turning, well, invisible. What? And the door opens. Oh, I know. I know. Not, what, what's he thinking? strange. The door opens and it's Cosmic Boy. Cosmic Boy says, Triad? I thought I heard voices. And Triad says, just talking to myself, Cosmic Boy. That's all. And that's just talking, Orange. Purple says, to myself, Cosmic Boy. And Neutral uh. says, that's all. Uh. 
oh my god it's miranda Priestley. that's all sorry <laughs> uh and cosmic boy turns around and walks out and his, he's rolling his eyes <laughs> and i'm pretty i am pretty darn sure it means one of two things and i know which one i think it means but the two options that i come up with are he thinks triad's nuts or he knows better and i think he knows better i think so too yeah i think so it's like and he says oh well i'd hate to interrupt that and the girls let's see neutral says right and purple and and orange go <laughs> yeah then on next page he says uh as lyle's turn, turning visible again gone apparition says did he did he see us Cam said, think no. Think no. I love that. Yeah. And then his triplicate triad, take a drink. Um, says, all right then, as I was saying, <laughs> I've been wondering. Well done. I've been wondering if the triangle was behind Doyle's attempt on RJ's life. Imra said they so apparition says, Imra said they might not have started the they might have started the riot on planet hell. Burak, the ringleader, was a racist. And so the attempt on RJ's life, asterisk, references back to LSH number zero. Remember when they used to have these editorial boxes all the time? And then and then Planet Hell, double, double asterisk, Legionnaires number 21. And Lyle says, so, me, so they're everywhere, maybe. I say we get to the bottom of this unofficially. And Violet says, but why us? And why keep it a secret? Remember, Violet, Cosmic Boy let most of us behind to go after Tangleweb, LSH-67. You know he's too protective of us weaker legionnaires. This job is dangerous, but it requires subtlety and stealth, not force. And maybe we're not the strongest members, but we can be awfully sneaky. As of course the four, uh, Tinya, Salu, Reap, and Lornu are all looking at Lyle, and we see the birth of the Legion Espionage Squad. And I have no idea why I have this urge to to give Invisible Kid Eddie Deason's voice, but I do. <sighs> like the the yeah, Ed, look up Eddie Deason sometime. You'll you'll uh, you'll see who I'm talking about. And now, the next page, We've, we're back with kinetics. And we're back with it. The ship is still plummeting through through non-space. I'm just going to call it non-space. Although it doesn't look like some kind of Indian flatbread, but it close enough. Um, call it hyperspace. All of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's so, that's so normal. Yeah. Uh, and the next panel is an explosion. And Kinetic goes, ah! And the panel goes, ah! Close enough. Take a drink. Uh, computer, what was that? Vessel has entered real space. All major systems intact. With the exception of life support. Kinetic says, of course. Operating at 22% efficiency and falling at a rate of, computer, where did I just end up? Unknown. Grife. 
life support now at 21% efficiency and just find me a place to land. <laughs> That's not great, right? Like, no. Thanks for the help. <laughs> yeah. Next page. Uh, elsewhere, and now we see Bran's little space hopper lady. By damn Tron's one planet I could live on permanently, even if that Tarn era is the most stubborn cuss I ever... Whoa! And there's a whoosh which was quite an interesting sound effect in space. But that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Just it's like um, symbolic. Uh, just, just, just like. Well, what kind of turbulence did they create for him to, for him to go, uh, his uh, little craft to go spinning <laughs> right. out of control? Excellent He's point. Like, what? Yeah. What the hell was that? Whatever it is, I'm not. I'm reading a dozen of them, and they're heading like bats out of hell. Straight for Trom, and the last panel there is a is a nice close. It's a nice shot of all of those white triangle members flying with big grins on their faces. Ugh, all, I mean, those grins are those grins are almost as wide as the ones Alan Davis draws. There you go on on people's faces. They're that big of a grin. Mm. Next page, next page, and it's um, we are on Trom. We have a very 21st century looking satellite, uh, satellite dish. dish <laughs> um, well, nobody ever said traumas, you know, very. Hey, we don't advanced. know where they're at. Yeah, that's right. And and Tarn uh, uh, Era says, I feel destiny approaching. Oh, that's what mm-hmm. I want and Madam Chu, the president of, of the United Planets. I think we all share that feeling, Tarn. Everyone in the UP is very excited about forging a relationship with your beautiful world. Thank you, President Chu. Hey, who's that Unfortun- below President Chu? Uh, uh, hey, look, there's the real Winnie Mawasa. <laughs> and, who's, and who is that? Uh, let's see, who else is on there? We see a Durlin. We yeah. see something that just looks kind of like a ghost. Yeah. An amoeba-ish thing. Something that looks kind of like a, I don't know, like a cross between a uh, between a um, praying mantis and a hammerhead shark. And something that almost looks like a, a Durlin with an extended forehead, but no disc. And below uh, that... Dominator. Or not Durlin, yeah, Dominator. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I see that. Oh, too. yes. And then, and, and what's right next to the... What's right? Who's right underneath that dominator? Roxas. Roxas. All right. Next panel, President Chu says, unfortunately, while your planet seems to be a paradise, we admit that ours aren't. So we're deeply sympathetic to your concerns that someone might take advantage of your transmutation powers. Now, I noticed that the the images have switched a little so that now Roxas and the... um, (sighs) And the Durlin are directly underneath you. It's like a Zoom meeting with, yeah. with a whole bunch of people. Shit moves around all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wait, wait. This is another pre. You know, <gasps> the, this is another one. The Legion predicting the future. The future. <laughs> yep. Yep. Shitty Zoom meetings with bad interruptions. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and, so Tarn's wife, whose name I've already forgotten, Agara, because it doesn't really Gara, it doesn't even really matter, I suppose. Says it is not you. That she doesn't have us. much longer to go. Yeah, <laughs> Tarn says 
Yes, we must be cautious. But the people of Trom trust will all find a way to live together in safety and for and in a panel good. that no in a panel that reminds me of an old TV movie called um The Day oh, After the, the Day After. <laughs> yes, by, directed by one Nicholas Meyer. Um is it really um yes. As a long time Gosh. savage as a long time savage dragon reader, I gotta say, when you do your sudden flash to bones, you gotta put uh-huh. that on a page turn. You can't you can't spoil that uh for some with, with having it page. sitting there as we're yeah. coming yeah. to it. That's yeah, as a long time comic book reader, period. You're absolutely right. Yes, That's, you are uh, completely right, Jim. Having that sitting there, uh like it's like I said, like you know, when, when we were talking about her name it's like well not like it matters and it's like yeah not for long yeah because because literally you see the next yeah that would have been far more effective if that had been on a page turn and it was like holy shit like even if it had been an inset to what we get as the actual next page um yeah yeah it's not a great yeah yeah, for I, I really think that would have been would have been sort of much better as a full page, you know, as a splash page on the next page. Yeah. Rather yeah. than this. Rather than the splash page we get on the next page, which is we we get little insets that are close ups of, of the faces of all the, the of all the Daxamites um firing their heat vision or whatever they're calling it this week. Yeah. Um and the cap, and then the the long shot of them, and you see it going down is basically a um, one gigantic. It's all a combined energy bolt. This you you this could almost have have like basically that panel, and mm-hmm. then the, on a on a page turn, just like Jim said, and then just the desiccated remains, like. You know, yeah. we don't we don't need a lot more than that. The idea is that they destroyed this planet from right. orbit, and and yeah. that, that they did so. And it's ironic, given uh, it's the Daxamites doing it compared to what happened to Daxam in the Great Darkness Saga. But uh, right, um, right. You, that you said, know, the big the big double page spread is really good. I wouldn't I wouldn't throw that out. That. Yeah, yeah, but, but I, I think this I think this this first page with all the Daxamite faces. Yeah. We know we know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. We already know. And and so it's showing us something that we've already realized. So why waste a page on it? And uh well and, and here the, the exposition is very poetic, but I mean above the heavens of Trom, twelve cold it's, smiles underlying it's very, it's red very hot eyes. It's very uh, early '90s, right? This is very '80s. Well, the it's very '80s, yes, but they were still fire. doing it clearly in the early '90s, yeah. and it is just very yeah, much. Let, let, yeah, let's 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 just see what the what this all has to say. Going and from look, the beginning, they're purple. They're purple. It uh-huh. is uh, pr- it is definitely purple prose. Yes. Oh. Oh. Boom. <laughs> boom. Yeah. Above here, um, let, let's do the proper declamation. Above the heavens of Trom, twelve cold smiles underline two dozen red-hot eyes. The eyes blaze with hatred and fire, dimming the sun, reddening the sky, blackening the forests, churning the waters, 
shattering the flesh. And we Thank get to the next Braveheart. page, the double, double page, <laughs> double page spread, buttering the world. I forget. Do we take a drink for Red Skies? Yeah, okay. Take I'm a in. drink for Red Skies. I'm in. I yeah. think you should. I think you should take take a drink for for heavy Scottish uh, heavy Scottish pros, Scottish ish pros. <laughs> well, just remember, if it's not Scottish, it's crap. It's crap. Yeah. I'm I'm so glad we don't read Uncle Scrooge comics then. Oh my God! Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh, you know right. they're not crap because they're Scottish. No. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, and then the next page. We have even more. We have even more. So, so the, as the panels go down, we see <laughs> we see the red. We see the big, hefty red beam. In champions, this would be called a combined attack, because somehow yeah. magically all of their heat vision is has turned into a giant has turned into the planet killing Death Star laser. Yes. Yes. So, um, so we're back to Star Wars. All right. Right. Okay. For now, we'll get back yes. to Star Trek in a bit. So, yes. And then they have the, uh, and we see the Traumites desperately trying to create something to, to uh, an elemental, uh, an elemental shield to protect yeah. themselves. But here's what we get: the red rays stab the surface like spikes, then spread out like a wall. Then advance a crimson tidal wave of flame, <laughs> an unnatural disaster powered by will, will who, tracking its victims. Some see it coming. They pray and plan and erect desperate barriers, but nothing can shield them from the cruel eyes above. Not any element, nor courage, nor faith, nor the love, for today belongs to hate. And that last part comes from uh, the, the next page where we see the Daxamites. We see four of them. Uh, three Wait, of them I have are a question. Still... Why, did, why did you choose Scottish yeah. to be the language? <laughs> because it has a certain feel of Macbeth to it. Oh, you mean the Scottish play. The Scottish play. It has a certain feel to the Scottish play. Well, like I say, my uh, my 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 friend's kid, uh, my friend Scottish Dave, we call him that because he's Scottish and his name is Dave. Really? Oh, really? Um, and uh, his son, you know, had this this friend of his who said, uh, who uh, I, I guess they were they were getting in an argument, and he said, uh, "Hey, you potato pickers uh, should blah blah blah," and uh, and and Dave was oh hearing this. He, Dave was hearing this. He's like the fuck potato pickers were sheep shaggers that's right <laughs> that's that from was Scotland. that yeah. was the part that offended him um but um, yeah he, but yes. I, I can see the scottish play being the inspiration for that okay. I, I i get it yeah yeah Sc you know Scot scottish you know scotland where men are men and the sheep are scared <laughs> Let's let's continue on before I break into a verse of dirty deeds done with sheep. <laughs> and we'll save that for the after show. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and so one of the white triangle members says, that's enough. So the rest of them, the next panel of four of the other dozen traumites or or daxamites are are staring, their eyes have 
are are smoking smoldering yeah like 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 that is that is a really telling thing right it is the idea of like you know guns still smoking Uh, yeah in their case their their eyes still have smoke kind of we're done but man it's gonna take a little while yeah their eyes are smoking which has got to be bad for their health um (laughs) and they say and one of them says good night traumites you were a rare breed and then in one of the worst puns i've uh, oh, yeah, it's outside, out, one of the worst puns because I didn't make it. Another yeah. Dax mind says, and now you're well done. Was, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Third yeah, now, now you're, and then the other one says, like, I think now maybe you're a, smash, <laughs> you're a smash burger. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. And then and then a fourth one says, and we didn't even bring the beignets. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth one says, go ahead and joke than all of them together. But there's much to be done. We prevented the United Planets from going stronger today. And as they're flying away, they said, now we must make them weaker. Uh, as they're flying away, you see this you know, remains of Trom, the atmosphere bubbling away into space. And then last panel, RJ Brand's little personal cruiser coming back. Yeah. And RJ, next page, RJ is staring at this. He goes, no, by damn, no. And, it, and the caption, again, eyes burn above the sky is a trom. <laughs> Jackie, I love that you've got like, what? what is it, uh, Jackie? Uh, uh. It's a great, great day for motor car mm-hmm. racing. Uh, Jackie, oh, Stewart. Jackie Stewart. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> RJ Brand has seen many horrors in his long life, but none match these embers consuming the hollowed ground, this cook smoke fouling the gentle breezes, this hell that was in heaven. Just hours before, he heard them praying. Now, in his memory, the people of Trom pray again. Mm. For time, we are now on the de- on the next page as as we're seeing scenes of the devastation in Trom. All the stuff melted and burning, and you can see the remains. You know, like the the, the lake bubbling. Uh, the little pond is now bubbling away. The the foliage all destroyed. The house of worship reduced to rubble. Yeah. The the ancient satellite dish melted, mostly and, melted. Yeah. For time brings not decay. Time brings not death. Time brings transmutation. Time's changes are holy. Time lifts us to the next state. Time makes us wait to know. Time makes us wait to know. So now they know, whispers R.J. Brand. Now they know. And at least that's the last page of my file. Is there anything else? That is, that is, um, it's huge, right? Like just this, like, like what, what a thing to end. I, I, again, as always, can't wait to see where it goes next. Of course, we do need to take a drink for uh, a new twist on an old um, on an old thing. 
mm-hmm. this uh, quite honestly, like we've we've had a lot of sort of new stuff uh, with the Legion, and this is one of those things where they they're going back into Legion history, and uh, and this is not a segue. Um, and, and doing the whole Tromite thing. And, and I mean, it's huge, right? Well, I think, especially when I you think consider- it is far more devastating. I, I yeah. feel as, as devastated by the destruction of Trom until we had that issue with, uh, in five years later where Jan was, was talking about like being basically the caretaker of like, like, you know, putting the headstones down essentially. And, yeah. and with this, like we saw this paradise, this utopian society. And then we saw it absolutely destroyed i think it holds much more impact uh than what we saw before and and i think it it really it it gives us more of a sense of loss and what what i'm interested in is how did jan survive and i don't know yet i don't remember i know i read this before but yeah there there are a couple of things that i find find interesting about this the the first is the first time that that i ever felt like like they really addressed what the destruction of trom did to element lad um in the uh in you know pre well pre-boot times was way back in that superboy issue where roxas um had returned to trom and he was they, they said he was going crazy it's the one that's right. got um, which I, was I forget a setup for what what they did in five years later, really. Um, right, right. It, which which they they took for five, they they took that and applied it to the whole five years later thing. Yeah. So that we saw that even Roxas went nuts from what he did, yeah. but you didn't really feel it. You didn't, you know, this, it, this actually it, brings it, it. It it was a thing that had happened that we didn't, re- you know, it was like. I mean, that's just the way of comic books at the time. My planet's gone. Hey, can I join your team? Great. Yay. Yeah. And and even then, the planet, the planet looked reason still didn't look that bad off because it was it had rubble and ruin, but it certainly didn't have, you know, the the power of of 12 Daxamites burning it all down with their heat vision. I mean, this was the destruction of huge tracts of land. Oh, take a drink thank you one day boy all this will be yours what the curtains (laughs) killing me you're killing me um but yeah that but that's the thing we didn't really know anybody the only person we ever knew from that was jan yeah and jan and 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 now we know the only time we know jan yeah we know of his family and we saw his family his very happy family on this planet that that where and where we had uh you know RJ talking about how man this is one place i could live right i mean we mm-hmm. we so what we see is it presented as this incredible society and and he, and Jan's even like why would i leave this world this world is perfect i i have no reason to leave it and RJ's like i totally get it I, i'm with you and um mm-hmm. And then to have it so suddenly destroyed. And the beautiful thing is, is that, you know, and and again, oh. would have worked better on a page turn. But that idea, like, like almost as if you had um, 
you know, Jan and his and his wife, and then a splash page of that of that destruction is yeah. the reason for that is because we have set them up as something ideal, something to be coveted. And then and then they are taken away from us right away. And it is. It's 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 great storytelling. I mean, you know, they they set us up. Right. And uh, and then they tore it away. And I mean, we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. Maybe everybody who was reading this at the time didn't know it was coming. But it's that idea that we knew like this was a thing. But it's like, oh, mm -hmm. to have it served to us like that is something that we hadn't been afforded in in the uh, in the previous era. And and Michael, correct me if I'm wrong, was uh, was uh, was Jan a um, a Hamilton? A yeah, Hamilton? was it Hamilton or she's yeah, there were, um, his first appearance, which was like, what, three oh, oh. something. Was that by Edmund Hamilton or was that by uh, Schuster? Schuster? I thought it was by Siegel. Schuster. Seagull, not Schuster. Seagull, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's right, that's right. But Paul and I both did it. A good point, right? Like, like you know, it was it was glossed over. It's like, ah, we've got a lot of superheroes with destroyed planets. Don't worry about it. And and so we don't spend a lot of time with it. You know, we had a couple of stories where it was, you know, like you mentioned, where where it gets referenced. But you know, I didn't really have a, an attachment to Trom or uh, a, a, a sadness for it until um, Jam was putting down uh, uh, gravestones uh, in at the beginning of uh, five years later. And even and then, this, for me, this, at least, I, this I think was, this is powerful. Yeah. It, yeah. It, I mean, for for me on this on this, when it comes to like Jan doing the gravestones thing in in yeah. five years later. It was still more about Jan than it was about just feeling the loss of the whole planet. That's a good point. And he is very much yeah. a not even a secondary character. He is a, at best a tertiary character here. We see him. We we meet him. But mm -hmm. um, but he's not even the primary. Right. And and so. And if you're just reading the uh, this series for the first time you don't even know that there was an element lad who was created by Edmund Hamilton and John Fort in Adventure Comics 307. Ah, very He's nice. Just, Thank you. Uh, all, all you know is that here's Trom and Trom just got destroyed. Uh, if you hadn't read anything from five years later or pre-Zero, then you're not even expecting yeah. Jan to be anybody. And here's the thing. Yeah. We, we hate the white circle already we've been shown that they are scumbags who like beat people up and they are basically a small time you know generally a small time operation and, it, and it's this escalation they have just destroyed an entire planet you know like like so we've seen the the whole thing of them with their with their issues with their this with their that but we're seeing a true and disgusting escalation of their uh, of 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 their hatred and their destruction, uh, which reminds me of the time that Phoenix um, destroyed an entire planet. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
except she didn't have quite the same motivation. But, you know, we've just brought up the Phoenix thing a couple of times. And I think like it's appropriate here. Right. Like it, that's what it reminds me of. Um, and it also reminds me a bit of the Phantom Zone guys in um, in Superman, too. Yeah. So that's and, okay, because uh, maybe we can get Superboy and oh no, wait, we can't. Uh, but if we could, we <laughs> could maybe get him to like throw a plastic cape and kill them. So that's right. Yeah. And then here's uh and so I I uh, pulled up a, my digital copy of uh Superboy number two eleven, which is that story the only other time. I mean, so you think about it this way. We went from Adventure 307, we're introduced to Jan. And then yeah. all the, you know, I'm not even sure how many years later that is, but um, it took all this time to get to uh, Superboy 211 that tells the story, even a little bit of the story of, um, you know, of what happened that day. And we, we see, oh, and his parents uh, pre, pre zero hour were Arn and Vala. So, was, and Let's see. In a story by Jim Shooter mm -hmm. and Mike Grell, we yeah. see we see a little bit uh, a little bit of it. And even this, you know, there, there are four million people that Roxas that Roxas cuts down, but you still don't feel that much uh, that much about it. Even under even knowing that even knowing what we know, there's still not too much to it until you know it's it's like. It's more a story of, and it's not even a full issue, that this story was just a, um, that yeah. was just almost more, you know, more about, oh, you know, he, Jan, Jan temporarily loses control. And, right, right. You know, and that's it. What's funny is the second, the second story after it is actually one of my favorite stories because it's a, one of the rare times that we saw the, the subs in in those uh, costumes that Mike Grell designed for him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. There's like twice we ever see those. Yeah, yeah. if that much. And the, yeah, it had like the uh, and the the fun graveyard with the Enterprise and the Jupiter Two and the little sub from Fantastic Voyage in there. Oh, Mike Grell had some fun. Yeah. Yeah. Don't anybody ever think that Jim that that Jeff Moy was the first one to put cute time travel yeah. nods, the yeah. cute space nods in? It's Although like, he no, does a very no, good no. job of it, yeah, yes, he um, does an amazing job of it. But yeah, so this is, but this is going going back to that first story that that's the most that we ever got for a very long time. It is. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, couple of notes here. Um, uh, the faux pas department last issue's Legion of Superheroes cover in number 70 was mistakenly credited uh, to Jeffrey Moy and W.C. Karani as that issue's artist, blah, blah, blah. I think we already covered the Jason Armstrong part of it, didn't we? Maybe. I thought we did. Yeah. I thought you did. And anyway, um, uh, here's the thing. He says, uh, our, our sincerest apologies, guys, and rest assured, the guilty parties were being placed on Trom just before this issue came out. Damn. 
Um, but let's also take a drink because that is clearly a uh, the people involved with this cover have been sacked. Take a drink. <laughs> and the credits have been done at a, uh, a completely new style at great expense, right? Exactly. 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 Um, and but the other thing. So they talk about this cover, the the horrific fate of Trom was covered by penciler Alan Davis, inker Mark Farmer, and colorist Tom McCraw. After seeing the image, cover editor Curtis King swore off steam baths forever. <laughs> oh. Well, because, you know, back in the day, this was the thing that people did, is they took mm -hmm. the steam baths, and then, then they, you know, they cover-edited a Legion book, and they were like, oh, let's do the death of Trom. Oh, it'll be awesome. And it's like, Oh, you know what? What's really great is if you know if only we could have people, um, you know, heat visioning from above because then they would heat the humidity of the air that we already have, and uh, it would be like a steam bath. And uh, and that bit of history has me thinking, Michael, is there anything that happened in Legion history this week? Uh, yeah, a few things actually. Believe it or not. Oh. Uh, let's see. So uh, we already talked about the on sale date. This takes place uh, the day after our last new episode that we recorded, Legionnaires 27. Yeah. So we are on July 7th, 2994. And uh, our dates in 2023 uh, have now progressed past the dates in 2994. Uh so for whatever that's worth. Anyway, uh, so this week in Legion history, uh, 50 years ago in 1973, we have DC 100 page super spectacular number 21. It's 100 pages of reprints for just 50 cents. Uh, we get three Superboy reprints, including the first appearance of the Superboy Revenge Squad. We get a Supergirl story where she meets Lena Thorol, uh jungle princess. Ah, yes. Lena, of course, was uh, uh, Lex's younger sister. Uh, a kid eternity story and the first, or a reprint of the first appearance of the Teen Titans and uh, for purposes of this podcast, uh, Adventure Comics 332, uh, Superboy and the Legion in the Super Moby Dick of Space, which we covered back in episode 37. 30 years ago, 1993, we have Legionnaires number six. Uh, the Legionnaires have their final fight with the Fatal Five, and that was episode 657. Uh, also the same day, 1993, was Valor number 11. Valor's strength is out of control, and he damages his ship. After it reaches Oa, Kilowog repairs it, and this is the last episode before a bold new direction. Take a drink where Valor then yes. goes to, uh, uh, which is the, the DOA storyline, uh, where uh, Mark Wade takes over as writer, wrapped up all the previous subplots, and now it's more integrated with the Legion book getting ready for uh, Zero Hour. 25 years ago, 1998, we have Legion Science Police number two. Science Police Officer Jarek mm. Shatter is learning that the 30th century's newest super team, the Ringers, isn't all that it's cracked up to be. Driana Allen, Ringer team leader and sister of the late Legionnaire Leviathan, oops, spoilers, 
uh, is coming to the same conclusion. Unfortunately, both may have learned the truth too, too late as a ringer loses it completely and turns a hostile situation into a deadly one. And look for that one in summer of 2026 or so. Uh, so in three years, hopefully you will have forgotten the spoiler. 15 years ago, 2008, uh, Booster Gold, uh, number 1 million. Um, the, this was uh, the Booster Gold second series, and it was, uh, it was a retroactive tie-in to the DC 1 million published years later, where Booster ends up uh, traveling through time and hits uh, 1 million or the 863rd century. And then at the very last page, um, Jeff Johns has a, here's what's coming up in the next year feature like he, he liked to do. And one of them has uh, Brainiac 5 and a cameo. Uh, also in 2008, Final Crisis Requiem. Uh, Starman has a cameo at the funeral of Martian Manhunter, mm. but don't worry, he gets better. Take a drink. Uh, uh, also in 2008, JSA, Justice Society of America, Volume 3, Number 17. The JSA is split down the middle as their allegiance to the being known as Gog has disrupted the team. Are Gog's motive on a level, or is it all some insidious plot to destroy mankind? Uh, and this was when Starman was a member of the team. Yes. Uh, but for a Legion book, uh, on that same date in 2008, we have Legion of Superheroes in the 31st century, number 16. It's the issue you've been waiting for, the untold story of Arm Falloff Boy. Mm. The embarrassingly powered would-be Legionnaire wants nothing more than a flight ring and for Phantom Girl to know his name. But since flight technology and easily detached limbs don't always mix, Arm <laughs> Falloff Boy has his work cut out for him. What does happen also, with that? I've never thought of that. Uh, also in this issue, The Menace of Starfinger. Okay. And if you want to figure out nope. what what the subs talked about, that was yes. in episode 169 with and a by... rerun. So Sorry, hold on go second. ahead. Go with ahead, a, with, please. With a, with a rerun in episode 494, and it is the only issue from this entire series that's been covered by the subs. So you were talking about episode 169. Yeah. Okay. So yes, it is a Starfinger episode, and whenever we hear a Starfinger, we raise our yeah. drink for Darren, and we take a drink uh, because any yes. mention of Starfinger is a good thing, and we're not going to even attempt it. <laughs> nope. Nope. And so that was that was six hundred episodes ago. Believe it or not. Wow. What? What a coincidence. 600 episodes exactly. You you know I love uh, that stuff, Michael. You know I love that stuff. That's why I mentioned <laughs> it. Uh, ten, year, 10 years ago, in 2013, we have the Absolute Blackest Night hardcover, uh, which reprints various issues that Starman appears in. Um, and we also have Smallville Season 11, number 15. This was the series that said, well, what if, if the Smallville TV series... I continued continue. on after the end of episode or after the end of season 10. And so among the, uh, the heroes that appear in there are the Legion. Nice. And so did they, uh, did they have Chloe Sullivan getting thrown in the slammer for her sex cult? No, because Chloe Sullivan was not a member of a sex cult. What? Uh, are, she you actually, sure? she actually, are you sure? Are you sure? He actually married. She married Jimmy Olsen. 
What? Really? Now, I don't know what happened to Allison Mack in the Smallville universe, though. But wait, wait did, did, it, was that in in series or was that in the in this after series? Uh, that I she married after Jimmy series. Olsen. I think it was in the after series in the comic really? book series. Oh, that is fascinating. I did not know that. That's amazing. Okay, sorry. Please. Continue. So, uh, in this in this issue, which was a paper copy printing of. Um, uh, what would DC was doing digital releases at the time. Yes. Uh, Krypton's past, present, and future collide in the skies over new Krypton as the clock ticks down to oblivion. Superman, Supergirl, Booster, and the Legion battle the unthinkable. Argo comes to its explosive conclusion in part three of three. Wow. Five years ago in 2018, Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes volume two hardcover. This volume features, yes. the, features the full Earth War saga, the return of Mordru, the debut of the League of Super Assassins, and more. Uh, collects Superboy and the Legion number 241 and 258, and DC Comics presents 13 and 14. Uh, uh, one of my first cover, Legion reads. So DC Comics presents 13 was from uh, episode 178. Yeah. And the... Uh, uh, issues 241 and 258 were in various episodes between 457 and 482. Uh, so then we jump ahead to the future and what will have been going to have happened. Uh, 940 years ago, uh, from the day this episode is released, uh, it's happy birthday, Drake Burroughs. You mean 940 will... years from now? From now, from tomorrow, yeah. actually, or from today as you listen as, to this yes as you listen to this as, if you listen to Monday. this on release date yeah yes on release date so happy birthday happy going to be born day drake burrows and then 900 nice. that was 2963 950 years from now in the year 2973 uh chameleon boy colossal boy and invisible kid join a legion nice and it's uh, first in its first year so so then wildfire was only 10 years old when those guys joined the legion and correct oh this is neat i like this i love having the timeline i really do please continue and, sorry uh, no that was it so that is uh this week in what was and will have been going to have been legion history awesome love it as always thank you michael uh, folks, you can uh, reach out to us and tell us your favorite moments in Legion history uh, with specifics to Wildfire because, right? And uh, you can send those to us at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. We are also on the Facebook uh, where you can join the conversation at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. Uh, we are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. In addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way into the time bubble, and we're going to uh, steer clear of um, places where they use uh, satellite dishes. It clearly <laughs> is not a good idea. And we will see you all next week. <laughs>